Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Dash Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Jeremy Renner, Al Roker, French Montana, Danny Masterson, Todd and Julie Chrisley, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, just make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656, and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a Cloudy, 39 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for always tuning in and hanging out with me every Wednesday afternoon. So, uh, Happy New Year. Even though we're about, what, uh, 10 days in, uh, we wasn't on the air last week. I hope you had a great holiday. I hope you had a wonderful New Year. And now it's time to get back to business. As usual, I always say that uh, every time there's a new year, I always say brand new year with the same old Hollywood. So every year, every time there's a new year, we always got to talk about the same old things that be going on in Hollywood. This week we're going to be talking about... Um, Jeremy Renner, um, over the holiday break, uh, he was badly injured in a snowplow accident on New Year's Day. I'll tell you what his uh, progress has been. Also, speaking of, of getting well, Al Roker said that he feels blessed to be alive after he was uh, fo- after he followed about a multiple uh, hospitalizations to treat a life-threatening condition. Um, also, we're going to be talking about. Uh, 
French Montana, apparently he's in some serious trouble. Uh, he was part of a, allegedly part of a violent incident that left 10 people wounded during an event that puts him in a in the hot seat, I'll tell you the latest. And the Los Angeles prosecutor that will bring rape charges against actor Danny Matheson is in a second trial after their first effort ended in a mistrial. And uh, Todd and Julie Christie uh, will have to report to federal prison in Florida next week after an attempt at gaining bail was denied while they wait out their appeal. So that's just the beginning of the new year. <laughs> that is just the start of 2023. Also, we're also going to be talking about the Golden Globe, Golden Globes Awards. You know, it's award. You know, every time when the Golden Globes start, they kick off the start of the award season. And um, I gotta tell you, um, it was a little boring until uh, Eddie Murphy came on stage. And I'm gonna get, let you. If you didn't get to watch it or get to hear about his speech, I'm gonna give you uh, uh, let you listen to it. But the host of the show, uh, Gerard Carmichael, got a little controversial. He talked about why he became the host of the Golden Globe because, uh, you know, the um, the uh, the French um, the um, the foreign press got in a lot of uh, trouble. for a couple of years because they didn't have any people of color on the whole staff, a part of it. You know, the um, Hollywood uh, uh, French, uh, I'm forgetting the name. <laughs> the, um, you know, he, 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 the host, Gerard Carmichael, he got a little, you know, he didn't waste no time. He did not waste no time. Um, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, there you go. Um, they had a history of, you know, they've been accused of, they've been a lawsuit accused, uh, filed against them for uh, payoff, for uh, pushing back on the lawsuit, um, skepticism, um, not, again, not uh, putting enough people of color uh, as part of their organization, so we're going to be talking about that. So let's get started because we only got an hour. Uh, the family of Marvel actor Jeremy Renner is so thrilled with his progress after he was badly injured in a snowplow accident on New Year's Day. Uh, that's what his sister said yesterday. Uh, Renner was hospitalized in intensive care after his snowplow ran over him near his Reno area home. And uh, Renner, who plays the superhero Hawkeye in the Marvel movies and show, underwent surgery last week after suffering blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. The actor has shared multiple uplifting messages in the days since, including one thanking fans for their support two days after the incident. Now, Jeremy Renner is 51 years old. And uh, apparently he had stepped outside the snowplow when it began moving on its own and was injured when he attempted to stop it. Uh, that's what the sheriff had said last week in Washoe County. Uh, Renner uh, uh, debuted as the arrow-shooting uh, Hawkeye in 2011's Thor and has 
repeatedly appeared in Marvel projects since, including playing the central character in the 2021 Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. So it's good. I'm glad that he's doing well. Al Roker feels blessed to be alive following multiple hospitalizations to treat a life-threatening condition uh, that he said in a new interview. The Today Show meteorologist was treated for blood clots in November and later readmitted after experiencing some complications. He returned to the NBC Morning Show last Friday. Now, Roker, who is now 68, revealed his initial hospitalization at the New York Presbyterian Hospital Well Carnell uh, Medical Center on November 18, announcing a blood clot in his lung caused additional clots in his, um, I'm sorry, blood clots in his leg caused additional clots in his lungs. Now, he was released on Thanksgiving morning but was rushed back the following day. Roker reportedly underwent surgery for a perforation in his small intestine. During the operation, doctors removed his gallbladder and resectioned part of his colon. Now, Roker's condition was considered life-threatening, according to his gastroenterologist, Dr. Felice Scholl-Sussman. Shoal Sussman told People Magazine that there were multiple times when things were quite serious. And even his wife, uh, uh, Deborah Roberts, thought that there was time that they didn't think he was going to make it. That's how serious it was. Uh, Roker had missed NBC coverage of the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade while he was away from the Today Show. Uh, he frequently chronicled his status on social media where his posts were met with supportive messages from his co-hosts and famous friends. Roker still doesn't fully understand what he went through during the medical ordeal, but feel happy to be doing the Today Show again. So thank God, thank God, Al Roker is back at work. A lot of prayers went in to make sure he had a speedy recovery. A violent incident that left 10 people wounded during a French Montana event may put the rapper in a legal hot seat. NBC Miami reported that Carl Leon, a blogger, invited to the celebration of the Coke Boys 6 Money Heist Edition mixtape was injured during the incident and has sought an attorney for a potential lawsuit. Now, according to the report, Leon was shot in the stomach and hand and a bullet grazed his ear. Leon and Graham are reportedly seeking more witnesses and victims and plan to pursue all legal options as the 25-year-old recovers. Law enforcement placed the blame on the unforgettable rapper, claiming the shooting would not have happened if the proper document had been secured. Miami Garden Police Chief Delma Noel Pratt made the allegation that Montana and his team failed to complete applications to retrieve production permits, which allegedly violated city policy. In his own statement, the Brock and American rapper claimed the event was not a video shoot, therefore did not require production permits. The Miami Gardens Police Department has an ongoing investigation into the mass shooting. Oh, this is serious. Ugh. This is serious. Um, Los Angeles prosecutors will bring rape charges against actor Danny Masterson in a second trial after their first effort ended in a mistrial. Uh, the uh, That 70 Show star 
who's now 46, has been accused of raping three women between 2001 and 2003. At his first trial, the jury deadlocked on verdicts on all three counts. The jury voted 10 to 2 in favor of the acquittal on the first count, 8 to 4 in favor of acquittal on the second, and 7 to 5 in favor of acquittal on the third. Masterson's defense team argued that the women could not be trusted and pointed to inconsistencies in their stories over the years. Defense attorney Philip Cohen had filed to dismiss the case. Uh, Variety reported arguing that no jury would vote unanimously to convict Masterson. But Judge Charlene Charlene, uh, Olmedo disagreed and scheduled jury selection for March 29th. All three women identified in court only as Jane Doe's 1 through 3 testified against Masterson at the initial trial. The women were members of the Church of Scientology during the alleged attacks and said church leaders convinced them to stay silent. All three have since left the church while Masterson remains a member. And Todd and Julie Chrisley will have to report to federal prison in Florida next week after an attempt at gaining bail was denied while they wait out their appeal. In November, the Chrisley's No Best Stars were sentenced to a combined prison term of 19 years after a jury convicted the couple of a multi-million dollar bank fraud and tax evasion scheme. On January 17, Todd, who's now 53, will begin his 12-year sentence at the federal prison camp Pinnacola, while Julie, who's now 50, will spend the next seven years, two and a half hours away at Federal Correctional Institute and Federal Prison Camp Mariana. On Tuesday, the couple motion for bail pending appeal was denied. Court records show uh, the court also denied their request to extend their surrender date by 21 days. Following the, the, their uh, respective prison term, each will serve three years of supervised release, according to the North District of Georgia U.S. Attorney Office. The Chrisleys are appealing their conviction. Right now, we have uh, 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about us, make sure you like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, that's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Nominations for the 2023 iHeartRadio Music Awards are in, and it includes some of our favorite musicians. On Wednesday, iHeartRadio released the nomination list for the 10th annual award show that celebrates the most played artists and songs across iHeartRadio stations and the app in 2022. Musicians who received nominations at this year's ceremony include, but are not limited to, Taylor Swift, Doja Cat, Harry Styles, Jack Harlow, Lizzo, Lil Nas X, Justin Bieber, Ladder, Lado and uh, more, and the show will air live on March 27th from the Dolby Theater at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. 
Jay-Z's bitter war with Bacardi has been drawn into the new year as the rap mogul looks to continue his $2.5 billion suit against the Spirits conglomerate in Bermuda. According to a report obtained by All Hip Hop, the 53-year-old filed paperwork on Thursday, January 5th, to move the suit from the U.S. to the popular destination where Bacardi-based operations are located. In October, Jay-Z filed suit against Bacardi regarding the alleged misevaluation of, uh, I think this is pronounced Duce, uh, claiming that their offer for his stake in the company was well below what he believes his percentage to be worth. Now, Jay-Z, who holds a 50% stake in the company, has requested that Bacardi disclose all financial records in relation to the brand, as well as the location of all warehouses storing those barrels, bottles, and accessories in an attempt to protect SC rights. He also claimed that Bacardi intentionally sabotaged its management of uh, Ducey in an effort to lower its valuation after the Brooklyn native company SC Liquor demanded a buyout of its share a year prior. And according to the rapper's legal team, Bacardi's subsidiary uh, Empire Investment Inc. has continued to stall and stonewall SC Liquors in avoidance of revealing Ducey's actual worth. In turn, Bacardi has charged uh, Jay-Z with failing to honor a handshake deal to sell his share to the company in December of 2021, claiming he he instead turned down their initial offer while demanding double the price. Early Sunday morning, while at the gas station, El DeBarge was arrested in Burbank, California. Local authorities took the soulful crooner into custody around 4 a.m. Pacific time, and this is according to TMZ. At the gas station, officer knows his expired tags, but also... Uh, but after approaching, they claimed an expendable metal baton was in plain sight. Now, considering a baton is an illegal weapon, they began searching the barge vehicle and reportedly found pepper spray and narcotics, which they suspected to be heroin. Authorities also alleged that the Wizard of the Night singer didn't have a valid driver's license. The barge, who is now 61, was charged with possession of a lead, uh, leaded cane or baton, uh, possession of a controlled substance, and possession of drug paraphernalia. The singer promptly posted a $25,000 bond and is set to return to court uh, in March of 2023. Previously, the I Like It star was sentenced to two years in a state penitentiary back in 2008 over a narcotic arrest, and at the time he was still on probation for a 2001 drug bust involving cocaine. In 2012, he was arrested in Encino, California, for possession for sales of narcotics. The year prior, he entered rehab, forcing him to cancel his solo tour and bow out from opening for Barry J. Blige. And after having appeared on NPR's Tiny Desk for the Black History Month series in February 2022 and appearing on PJ's Morton Grammy-nominated album, Watch the Sun, Elder Barge is reportedly working on new music on his own. And the Foo Fighters are learning to fly without drummer Taylor Hawkins. The band headed by frontman Dave Grohl is headlining the Boston Calling Festival in Alston, Massachusetts on May 26th. The first full concert without Hawkins come 10 months after the 50-year-old percussionist was found unresponsive in a Columbia hotel room while the band was preparing to perform at the Estereo 
Picnic Festival. His replacement has not been announced yet. The Everlong Rocker will perform again on May 28 at the Sonic Temple Art and Music Festival in Columbus, Ohio. They are also scheduled to play the 2023 uh, Bonaro uh, Music and Art Festival in Manchester, Tennessee on June 18. Foo Fighters were scheduled to perform Boston Calling Festival in 2022, but concealed the show after Hawkins died. And, a co- and uh, he was also found with a large heart and 10 psychoactive substances and medicine in his system, and this is according to officials. A tribute posted to the band website on New Year's Eve reflected on 27 years of making music, paid tribute to Hawkins, and promised fans Foo Fighters weren't finished. In September, Foo Fighters played a pair of all-star tribute concerts for Hawkins. The first of those shows were at Wembley Stadium in the U.K. The second show took place in the Kia Forum in Los Angeles, and a series of drummers, including Hawkins' son, Shane Hawkins, filled in for the honoree. And the Golden Globes was handed out on Tuesday night with the Fablemans and the Banshees of Ardenshurin, uh taking top honors on the film side and Abbott Elementary, House of the Dragon, and House of the Dragon and the White Lotus among the big TV winners. Quinta Brunson, uh, Tyler James Williams, Angela Bassett, Key Yu Kwan, Colin Farrell, Jennifer Coolidge, Steven Spielberg, Michelle Yeoh, Julia Garner, Zendaya, uh, Jula, uh, Kate Blatchett, and Austin Butler were among the individual winners. The 80th edition of the ceremony, which took place at the Beverly Hills uh, Hilton and aired live on NBC and Peacock, was hosted by Gerard Carmichael. Uh, this year saw an increase in the number of awards handed out with the Golden Globe Organization, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, breaking up its Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress Honor into uh, separate awards for uh, ongoing TV series and limited anthology series or TV movie. Previously, the supporting actor TV categories, including contenders from all of the uh, categories of program. Also during the show, uh, Eddie Murphy was presented with the 2023 Cecil B. DeMille Award, while Ryan Murphy accepted the Carol Burnett Award. And uh, speaking of Eddie Murphy, he reflected on his past, not to mention a major Oscar moment. And while accepting the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the 2023 Golden Globes, uh, while receiving one of the night biggest honors given to an individual for outstanding contribution to entertainment, Murphy kept it brief, but thanked those who had helped him along the way. Listen to what Eddie Murphy said during his speech say something to all the new up-and-coming dreamers and artists that are in the room tonight. I want to let you know that there is a, a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things. You just do these three things. Pay your taxes. Mind your business and keep Will Smith's wife's name. Yeah, uh, (laughs) 
I thought that was the funniest thing throughout the whole award show. I mean, it was a little slow. It was a little boring. But when he got up there and did that speech, I, I just, it was hilarious to me. But, um... He thanked his wife, Eddie Murphy, Paige, and his team, along with a number of producers whom he had worked with over the years, uh, including Brian Grazer, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, and John Davis. And um, he ended his speech by claiming to offer these three pointers to up and com- upcoming performers who wanted to have a career similar to his. Um, Previous recipients, including Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, George Clooney, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, Jane Fonda, Morgan Freeman, Robert De Niro, Audrey Hepburn, Harrison Ford, Jodie Foster, Sophia Loren, and Robin Williams. The 80th Golden Globe Award ceremony took place at the Beverly Hilton Hotel in Beverly Hills and was hosted by comedian Gerard Carmichael. And speaking of... Gerard Carmichael um, and the show. You know, this is the 80th annual Golden Globe Awards. They wasted no time addressing its scandal-filled past. And Globe's host, Gerard Carmichael, immediately tackled the elephant in the room at the start of the show, which returned to NBC for the first time in two years in a highly unusual and rather candid monologue. Taking a controversial seat at the edge of the Beverly Hilton stage, Carmichael said, quote, I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm here because I'm black. I tell you what's been going on. This show, the Golden Globe Awards, did not air last year because the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which I won't say were a racist organization, but they didn't have a single black member until George Floyd died, unquote. Now, basically, Carmichael spent the bulk of his opening defending why he agreed to do the show in the first place. In 2021, the uh, HFPA received considerable criticism over its lack of diversity, with the organization having zero black members as as of early 2021, and reportedly hadn't had any since 2002. And some members resigned due to the scandal, calling the organization toxic. The Globe also came on the fire after a reporter filed a lawsuit accusing the Hollywood Foreign Press Association members of accepting thousands of dollars in payoff from industry award campaigners while um, while the organization had pushed back on the lawsuit. Skepticism increased when the news broke that dozens of HFPA members were flown to Paris to visit the set of Netflix Emily in Paris, and then the modestly reviewed series received two Globe uh, two Globe nominations, including Best Comedy Series, while more critical acclaimed shows in its category, presumably ones that didn't offer luxury trips, were snubbed. NBC refused to air the show last year, saying that the HFPA needs to make meaningful changes to its organization, and major studios like Amazon, Netflix, and Warner Media likewise declare they would boycott the, the organization. Tom Cruise returned his previous awards to the organization and was snubbed this year for Best Actor for Top Gun Maverick, but the movie was nominated for Best Drama. Carmichael later took aim at Cruise for returning the awards by making a joke about his link to Scientology. The HFPA has reported has responded, actually, with multiple rounds of internal changes, including recruiting new members, changing eligibility requirements, and laying down stricter conduct rules. Right now we have here um, 
32 minutes after the hour. I'm going to go ahead and take a music uh, break. But coming up in that uh, half hour, we're going to be talking about um, the uh, headliners at the uh, 2023 Conchella Music Festival. I'll tell you who's going to be uh, participating. Uh, the Screen Actor Guild Award has a new home. And Chelsea Handler wants to take over the Daily Show. And fans will be able to see more of the Netflix hit Wednesday uh, as as Netflix uh, renewed uh uh, said that they go and they got they get, they got uh, season two of the show. All those stories and more coming up after the music break. So don't you dare go anywhere.
tune in to that entertainment. The number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We got 28 minutes left remaining in the show. That is some new music starting 2023, right by Coy Larray and Players. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that uh, now we found out that 20, the, the headliners for the 2023 Coachella Music Festival, Bad Bunny, Blackpink, and Frank Ocean are cruising into California as the 2023 headliners of the Coachella Music Festival. Fresh off the massive success of his chart-topping 2022 album, Un Verano Sinti, A Summer Without You, the Puerto Rican-born Bad Bunny will lead the Indio California Festival Friday lineup on the back-to-back weekends of April 14th to the 16th and April 21st to the 23rd. Organizers announced Tuesday he's the first Latin artist to headline Coachella. Blackpink, whose sophomore 2022 album, Born Pink, also soared to number one, will lead the Saturday lineup as the first ever Korean pop group to headline Coachella. Um, Ocean, a two-time Grammy winner, R&B singer known for his hits, Novocaine and Channel, will headline the Sunday's lineup. Uh, Tuesday announcement also bills Calvin Harris as a performer, but doesn't list which day the popular DJ will take the stage. Other big-name performers uh, scheduled for both Coachella weekends include uh, Glorilla, Becky G, Pusha T, and Blondie. On Friday, Rosalia, Kid Leroy, Sophie Tucker, and Charlie XCX on Saturday, and Lotto and um, Callie Uchis and a boogie on Sunday. Coachella returned to the Empire Polo Club last spring following two years of cancellations. Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, The Weeknd, and Swedish House Mafia were the festival's 2022 headliners. The Screen Actors Guild Award has a new home. Beginning in 2024, the SAG Awards will stream live on Netflix globally, beginning a multi-year partnership between Netflix and the Guild. Uh, The announcement comes ahead of today's SAG Awards nominees for individual cast and assembly performances, which will be announced at 7 a.m. Pacific time by Emily in Paris, Ashley Park, and the White Lotus, Haley Lou Richardson. The nominees for action performances by film and television ensembles will be announced by SAG Award committee members Jason George and Elizabeth McLallan, with an introduction by SAG Ostra President Fran Drescher. The annual awards show launched on NBC in 1995 but aired on TNT since 1998, and TBS has simulcast its it, in recent years, uh, in May, uh, SAG Oftra announced at the end of its longtime partnership with TNT. Uh, this year's 29th annual SAG Awards is scheduled to be broadcast online on Sunday, February 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And with these new deals in place, Netflix has agreed to stream the show on Netflix's YouTube channel and will promote the event across its social channels. The ceremony will be presented by SAG Ostra with Screen Actor Guild Awards, LLC, and executive produced by John Brockett and produced by Avalon Harbor Entertainment. 
Chelsea Handler wants to take over the Daily Show permanently. After stepping down from her late-night talk show, Chelsea Lately, in 2014, the 47-year-old comedian is set to return to screens as one of several guest hosts of the Daily Show following the departure of Trevor Noah and is hoping that she will be a good fit for the role in the long term. The former Chelsea Does star went on to explain that her passion for late-night television was reunited when she guest hosts Jimmy Kimmel Live in June, soon after the overturn of Roe v. Wade, which stripped millions of women in America of their legal rights to undergo a legal and safe abortion and called for more women to be at the forefront of the talk show genre. She told E! News, quote, when you're in the mood to do something, that's when you really turn out the best stuff. We need a woman on late-night television. It doesn't even have to be late-night. It just... It's just we need a woman. Men don't represent us. We represent us, unquote. Amen to that, Chelsea. Fans will be able to see more of Wednesday Adams' Nightmare at Nevermore Academy soon. Netflix has finally confirmed that Wednesday has been renewed for Season 2. The giant streaming service also released a video teaser for the new season. Uh, The 45-second teaser ends with a promise that more misery is coming in the second season. The nod to Lady Gaga's song has fans hoping that Mother Monster herself will be involved in the forthcoming season. Gaga in season two, I'm begging, one fan wrote, while another confidently predicted Lady Gaga as a guest at season two. Unquote. Now, the eight episodes of the series season one center on the Tyler Adams family character originally debuted last November. Netflix announced shortly thereafter that the series set a new platform record for most hours viewed for an English language series in its first week with over 341 million hours. Since then, the show has grown to become the second biggest English language season of television on Netflix with over 1.2 billion hours viewed within its first 28 days among other streaming series records. Now, along with Jenna, the cast of the first season include Gwendolyn Christie, Christina Ricci, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Isaac Ordonez. Uh, Gwendolyn depicted uh, Larissa Weems, the principal of Nevermore Academy, while Christina played main antagonist Marilyn Thornhill. In the meantime, Catherine starred as Wednesday mom, Artisha Adams, alongside Wednesday dad, Gomez Adams. As for Isaac, he portrays Wednesday brother, Pugsy Adams. And expect to see Sherry Shepard on the small screen for many years to come. Her talk show, Sherry, has officially been greenlit for two more seasons, covering the 2024-2025 television season. In a statement, Shepard, who shared her assignment for even more laughs to come on the daytime talk show, Sherry uh, came about after Shepard began filling in for Wednesday, for Wendy Williams on the Wendy Williams Show. And as Williams' long-running daytime talk series was taken off air, Sherry was born and took over its predecessor previous time slot. Sherry airs weekdays in national syndication, so make sure you check your local listing. And more good news as far as daytime television, the Jennifer Hudson Show is returning for Season 2. Host Jennifer Hudson announced that the good news in the segment of the series shared on Wednesday morning with a song. 
but we made it, she belted, before revealing that the Jennifer Hudson show has been renewed for season two. Before sharing the news, Hudson spoke about her ideas for 2023, recounting that her son said this year will include new beginnings. Hudson named 2023 as the year of victories. She also applauded the fans as well as the crew and staff of the Jennifer Hudson show who worked like nobody's business to pull the talk series together. Hudson concluded her exuberant show intro by thanking her fans and especially her son David, who is such a trooper. Warner Brothers Discovery syndicated daytime talk show created and produced by Hudson and J. Hud Production first aired on September 12, 2022 with guests that week, that week including Viola Davis and Simon Cowell. The Jennifer Hudson show became the number one first-run series during its premiere week. Um, its first season averaged a total of 5.2 million weekly viewers. Wow. The series was the only new program nominated for a 2022 People's Choice Award in the daytime talk show category, and during the show freshman season, Hudson was also honored as one of People Magazine People of the Year and one of Glamour's, uh, Glamour Magazine Women of the Year. Wow. And watch out, Rydell Hyde. The original Girl Gang is back. During the Television Critic Association panel on Monday, Paramount Plus released the trailer and the April 6th premiere date for its highly anticipated series, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. This new show comprising of 10 episodes is inspired by the iconic 1978 film and the teaser trailer, doesn't disappoint. Things kick off to an exciting start as the school bell rings and a new version of Grease can be heard playing in the background. And throughout the series, viewers will get to explore the evolution of the Pink Ladies, a clique of straight-talking high school girls made famous by Stalker Channing and Dee Dee Khan in their respectable roles as Rizzo and Frenchie. And similar to the film, it's clear there will be plenty of singing, dancing, romance, iconic fashion, and an occasional fight or two from the rebellious crew. And according to a previous announcement from Paramount Plus, the series will take place four years before the original Grease when four fed-up outcasts dare to have fun on their own terms, sparking a moral panic that will change Rydell High forever. The original Grease film starred John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John as high school love interests who reunite after a brief summer swing. The immensely popular film, based on the 1971 musical of the same name, went on to spawn a 1982 sequel starring Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, as well as several subsequent stage adaptations. Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, will be available to screen April 6th on Paramount. And Saturday Night Live kicks off the new year by announcing its upcoming musical guests and hosts. Among those who are scheduled to take the stage on the hit NBC comedy sketch show are Sam Smith and Little Baby. Uh, SNL broke the news via Twitter and Instagram on Thursday, January 5th, and according to the announcement, the British singer will perform on January 23rd with Aubrey Plaza being booked as the host. This will mark the musician's third time as a musical guest. And Baby, in the meantime, is set to greet fans in the January 28th episode of the show. The Drip Too Hard rapper will be joined by Michael B. Jordan, who will host SNL for the first time. SNL has yet to unleash names of cast members who will return for its upcoming run. The latest comic to lead the show was Cicely Strong, who had been on the show for 11 seasons. 
And in December uh, seven, in the December 17 episode, Cecily said goodbye while playing her recurring character Kathy Ann during her, her last weekend update, noting that she was going to prison. She quirped that she would be fine there because she has friends on the inside. And she was referring to Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant, whose pictures were shown on screen. Um, Cicely joined SNL in its 38th season in 2012. She famously created characters like the uh, the girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at the party and impersonating celebrities such as Kendall Jenner, Megyn Kelly, as well as Liz Cheney. Right now we have here 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and I'll be back with the last uh Less uh, stories of the day, so don't you go anywhere. When the days turn night, I keep thinking about you moving on. Makes me wonder if you hear this song. Yeah, would you write the way that we went wrong? Yeah, when the days turn night, that's when I begin to lose it all. Makes me wonder if you hear this song. Would you write the way that we went wrong? Played it for you instead of running game on you. Kept it 100, I expect the same from you. Held it down from me every time them lames come through. Said they down to do the shit I did, but they ain't want to. Now every time it come on, you get uncomfortable. Been a couple years since you left, you see how time flew. You've been on my mind every day, I'm on your mind too. Make me think about all the that I survived through. I'll be right around by myself, but that's what pride do. Got you think about what you said and how it's not true. There you go with the memories. The reason the ego's the worst enemy. When the days turn night, I keep thinking about you moving on. Makes me wonder if you hear this song. Yeah. Would you write the way that we went wrong? Yes. When the days turn night, that's when I begin to lose it all. Makes me wonder if you hear this song. Would you write the way that we went wrong? It's funny how one plays. Could put you in the mood for the day A good one or a bad one depending on where you stay Just let me know if it's safe Cause we done did that you can't erase I bought, I gave you game that you can't replace Came up in a major way Quit moving out of fear, started moving out of faith You told me that you heard our favorite song the other day First you was trying to leave, now you say you on your way That's the price to pay, I guess that's what love costs Just cause you walked out the door don't mean the love lost When the day turns to night, I keep thinking about you moving on Makes me wonder if you hear this song Yeah. Would you write the way that we went wrong? Yes, when the day turns to night, that's when I begin to lose it all. Makes me wonder if you hear this song. Would you write the way that we went wrong? Seen it at a concert, you called off work. Even bought the shirt, was glad we was there for the crowd surf. We said that night, we both found our purpose. Had both our heads going in circles. Listened over and over, trying to find out what the words was. It came from a band we never heard of. But now it's the soundtrack to our life. Roll up all day to a ride all night. Every time we turn it on, people say all kinds. Now you gone, go figure. So you better not plan for another. That was Wiz Khalifa, new music called Memory Lane. Right now we have 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Steve Perry has withdrawn his lawsuit against his former Journey bandmates, the 73-year-old 
musician who served as the lead singer of the rock band from 1977 to 1987 and again from 1995 to 1998 and co-penned many of their hits, lodged a lawsuit against Neil Sean and Jonathan Cain in September regarding the trademark of 20 of their biggest hits and their use of them on merchandise. Accusing the pair of fraud on the trademark office, he claimed they failed to ask for his consent to use the trademarks. However, Sean recently revealed Perry had dropped the case. While the case has been dropped, there still appears to be a rift between Sean and Cain. Uh, and uh, I think that's pronounced gone. Um, the Don't Stop Believing Rockers have had a number of legal fallouts over the years. More, more recently, Scorn filed a cease and desist against Kane for performing at Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago. The 68-year-old lead guitarist was not impressed to say the least when the 72-year-old keyboarder performed Stop, Don't Stop Believing at the former President Florida Resort in November because Journey is not and should not be political. Kane, whose wife Paula White Kane was a spiritual advisor to Trump, is accused by his bandmates of unauthorized affiliation of Journey with Trump politics. Scorn claimed it was resulted in Kane hit back and accused his bandmates of lying. I'm sorry, uh, he claimed it had resulted in irreparable harm to the group brand and earning potential. And that's when Kane had hit back and accused the bandmates of lying. Now, back in March of 2020, Journey fired longtime Bassett uh, bassist uh, Royce Valori and drummer Steve Smith for an alleged uh, malicious and very ill-conceived coup attempt to gain control of the band's copyright from Scorn and Kane. Valari, who was also fired by the band in 1985 and replaced by Randy Jackson, and Smith later countersued. Jackson returned to the group in May of 2020. And since the SOS continues to rule the Billboard 200 Albums chart, the singer's latest album is a non-mover at the charts as it spent a fourth straight and total week atop the list. It earned 125,000 equivalent album units in the U.S. in the week ending January 5th. And of the numbers... SEA units comprise of 121,000, which is equivalent to 162.42 million on-demand official streams of the set's track. Album sales comprise 3,000, while TEA units comprise of 500. And with this new milestone, SOS became the first album by a woman to spend its first four weeks at the number one in a year since Adele's 30. Not stopping there, SOS is the first album by a woman to have four consecutive weeks at number one since 30's six-week run at number one. The Kiss Me More hit make a new effort additionally is the first R&B album by a woman to have four weeks at number one since Alicia Keys' As I Am scored a fourth and final non-consecutive week atop the list back in February 2008 and the first R&B album by a woman to spend its first four weeks at number one in nearly 30 years since Janet Jackson's Janet album. You go ahead, Scissor. And it's a great album. I listened to it the other day. Beautiful album. It was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. The Weeknd has teased his fans that new music is coming soon. The Grammy-winning uh, Toronto singer confirmed in a new interview that he has been in the studio as he's currently working on new music. The Weeknd um, 
didn't share any further details about the new project, but instead spent most of the interview talking about nothing is lost, You Give Me Strain, the Oscar shortlist theme song that he wrote for James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, The weekend opened up about how the Avatar franchise has served as an inspiration for him ever since he saw the first film in 2009 when he was homeless a period he labeled the darkest time of his life. The weekend just celebrated the first anniversary of his most recent album, Dawn FM. To mark the occasion, he released a new music video for one of the album's tracks, Is There Someone Else, on January 7th. Now, released at the beginning of 2022, Dawn FM featured guest appearance from Jim Carrey, Tyler, the Creator, Lil Wayne, Quincy Jones, and, um, let's see, O'Neal Tricks, Point Never. And although the LP debuted at number two on the Billboard 200 chart, right behind Gunna's DS Forever, it did debut at number one on the Billboard Global 200. Even more, Dawn FM set a Billboard record when 24 of the Canadian artists' songs landed on the charts, the most entries in a single week for a solo male performer. Anita Baker is keeping her promise to give fans with new music or at least at least something newish from her vault. On Monday, the Detroit native shared a preview of a track title, Unconditionally Yours, on Twitter, which was reportedly teased over a decade ago. Baker credited her 80s contemporaries like Sarah Vaughn, Patti LaBelle, and Aretha Franklin, as well as innovators Missy Elliott and Beyonce, who influenced her to keep creating her own little miracle of music. She also took time to celebrate other talents like Jennifer Hudson, Mary J. Blige, Shaka Khan, and Whitney Houston as a means to support and uplift each other. The soul legend retired from music in January 2017, but after obtaining her master's with the help of Chance the Rapper in September of 2021, she returned to the music scene. Additionally, she and Babyface will embark on her headlining tour to commemorate the 40th anniversary of her debut album, The Songstress. The tour follows the conclusion of her 2022 Las Vegas residency. However, the lack of eye candy, Cuffed, the latest single to be pushed from Beyonce's newest LP, is officially in the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10. The dance record, which Vibe dubs a beautiful black as Dream in our Best R&B Song of 2022 list, jumped from number 38 to number 10 for the week of January 14, and this earned the 41-year-old star her 21st Top 10 single on the chart. And the push can be credited to the nearly 3 million videos created from TikTok's Cuff Challenge, not to mention the record is nominated for Best R&B Song at the 2023 Grammys, Break My Soul, Plastic Off the Sofa, and Virgo Groove are also nominated for Grammys in the Dance, Electric, and R&B categories, respectively. Dr. Dre is making it clear when he stands with politicians who illegally use his music to solicit politics he disagreed with. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia shared a video on Twitter early Monday morning which featured an instrumental version of Dre's 1999 hit, Still Dre. The now-removed video was a celebration of the role she played in getting Representative Kevin McCarthy elected as Speaker of the House. It showed Greene walking the halls of Congress and allegedly texting Donald Trump. The Compton native, though, spoke out against the use of his song in such a video. He said, quote, I don't license my music to politicians, especially someone as divisive and hateful as this one, said Dre to TMZ. 
Green's self-promotional video became the subject of contemptuous ridicule upon her posting it. Uh, even the political website Mediate said it left many scratching their heads. And in the video tweet, the politician wrote, quote, it's time to begin and they can't stop what's coming, unquote. There's no word on whether or not Dre will pursue legal action against Green, but he isn't the first artist to denounce those attempting to align their music with the GOP. Isaac Hayes' estate threatened to sue Trump over the use of Hold On, I'm Coming by Sam and Dave during his presidential bid announcement back in November of 2022. Rihanna and Pharrell Williams had previously issued a former president a cease and desist over their hits, Don't Stop the Music, and Happy, respectively. 50 Cent said he is turning the 2002 film Eight Miles into a TV show. The rapper announced during his Friday appearance on the Big Boy TV YouTube channel that the film, a semi-autographical take on Eminem's life, has a television show that is in motion. And according to the rapper, the project will provide a backstory to the film and show Eminem's younger years. He also expressed a desire for the show to share Eminem's story with a new audience. Now, the film story was last revisited in 2020 when Eminem, who won Best Original Song at the 2003 Academy Awards for Lose Yourself from the film's soundtrack, appeared at the 2020 Academy Awards to perform the anthem. The appearance came after Eminem missed the awards ceremony where he took home the win. Most nominees tend to perform their songs on the stage, but Eminem skipped the 2003 ceremony altogether. Instead, the Detroit rapper was dozing at his uh, home in Michigan with the TV tuned to uh, cartoons for his daughter Haley. Um, the rapper had earlier decided to sit out the swank ceremony, deciding it wasn't the sort of gig. Uh, the, that's what the paper noted. And as a result, Barbara Streisand w- w- uh, wound up presenting the golden statuette for, to, for Lose Yourself to co-writer Louis Resto. Uh, late uh, last October, he commemorated the song and additional music from the film in a re-release of the film's original soundtrack in honor of 8 Mile's 20th anniversary. And the chicks are headed to a wide-open space of Las Vegas. On Monday, the Grammy-winning country music trio announced their first-ever concert residency, billed as the Chicks' sixth night in Vegas set, to take place in May at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Held at the venue that previously housed residencies from Britney Spears, Shania Twain, Gwen Stefani, and other superstars, the Chick concert residency will run for six shows on May 3rd, 5th, 6th, 10th, 12th, and 13th. Tickets become available to the general public on January 13th at 10 a.m. Pacific time via Ticketmaster. More information is available at the band's website. And speaking to people in May of 2022 ahead of their most recent North American tour launch, the Chicks noted that social conscious elements would be incorporated into their then upcoming performances, which was to be expected from the band known for their outspoken on-stage nature. Uh, after partnering with organizers Planned Parenthood and Proclaimed Justice on their DCX um, MMXVI World Tour, the Not Ready to Make Nice trio worked with nonprofit Reverb on the 2022 tour to promote sustainability and uh, raise awareness for environmental issues. 
And Latasha Scott of Escape is starting a new musical area era, sorry. The 49-year-old vocal talent has inked an exclusive license agreement with Wolfstown Gospel through her own label, Made Girl Music. The journey takes the singer back to her roots at Mount Olive Church of God and Holiness in her hometown of College Park, Georgia. Fans anticipating the acclaimed singer gospel debut can expect new music to be released this year. As a member of the legacy R&B group Escape, Latasha was honored alongside Candy Burris. Tamika Tiny Harris and Sister Tamika Scott with the Lady of Soul Award during the 2022 Soul Train Award. Accepting the honor, the girl group performed a medley of their fan favorite hits, including My Little Secret, Just Kicking It, Who Can I Run To, Tonight, and Understanding. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Happy New Year, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>